Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is April 30th, 2019. I am your host, Eric Clark, and you are tuning in to another great episode, doing these weekly, doing these live, taking calls. Uh, On this week's show, we bring in guests Jonathan and Zach from Backwoods Grind Coffee, and uh, if you want to try their coffee, and let's just see how this goes. The code um, for a 10% discount is the letter W, the letter T is in Tom, H is in Hilo podcast, the number one uh, for 10% off of their coffee. If you want to go to their website, backwoodsgrind.com. Let me double check. I got that right. Backwoodsgrind.com. Now, the thing that I want to try out is if you don't want some of their coffee by the end of their interview, I'd be, I'd be shocked the way they describe it using words like the notes and the aroma and the hints of this and cinnamon, dark chocolate and almonds and all of these great things. Uh, if you're any bit of a coffee connoisseur or lover and you want to drink the coffee that your grandpa used to drink uh, in terms of the fullness and robustness of flavor, this is a coffee to try. And they do also offer samples. So certainly worth checking them out at the very least Uh, You know, we all love to go hunting, but first coffee. So that being said, I will go ahead and bring our guests on. I do want to say, as I do every single episode, if you love the show, if you hate the show, if you feel lukewarm about the show, maybe give me just a rating. But if you have some visceral feelings on a positive or negative note, please also leave a review. If you can do it on iTunes, that would be fantastic. It allows me to um, iterate and navigate and, and make changes to the show. So your feedback does help me keep going. I don't have sponsors and it does help me um, know what to change or fix or keep doing more of. So that being said, I will go ahead and bring our guests on. Thanks. Okay. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Where to Hunt podcast live broadcast. And today on the show with me, I have Jonathan and Zach with Backwoods Grind Coffee. How you fellas doing? Great, man. Thanks How for you having me. Hey, I'm good. I never complain um, very rarely, so it's hard to tell with me because you always get a, it's great <laughs> answer. Uh, just kind of part of my demeanor. But, you know, I'm really glad that you guys took time to be on the show. I think I've been trying to reel you guys in as a guest for, I don't know, um, maybe close to a year, but maybe not that long, but around that, that amount. And uh, I've been drinking your coffee for some time. So really excited to hear about your story and everything. Yeah, we're pretty uh, difficult to nail down at, at one time, both of us. 
Yeah, you guys, um, based on all that you have going on, seem like some pretty busy dudes. And I'm really excited to get into kind of what that looks like for you. Um, but let's start with just talking about yourselves a little bit. Um, I don't know who wants to go first. It's if you guys aren't together, it's, you know, we're all on the phone, so we might interrupt each other a little bit, but why don't we start by maybe Jonathan, tell the audience a little bit about your background, where you're from, if you hunt public land or private land, and maybe what your favorite species to hunt is. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan Wilson, co-founder Backwoods Grind Coffee, and, uh, Zach and I are in two different locations tonight. He lives uh, about 45 minutes away from me, uh, in and we live in central Mississippi, but so we are, we're calling in from two separate locations. So as Eric said, we may interrupt each other. And, uh, I'm, I'm the yacker and Zach, Zach is, uh, he's the, he's the more level-headed one and has, uh, all the best answers. So I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll shut up here in a second, but my, um, background is, uh, I'm from South Louisiana. I'm full blood Cajun. And, uh, and I, I was born and raised in South Louisiana, South Louisiana. And uh, I, I really, I didn't grow up hunting. I, I started hunting um, back when I was uh, 12 or 13 with my dad, squirrel hunting, small game. And uh, my, my papa took me uh, rabbit hunting when I was uh, around that age. And um, got really, really drawn into it, um, just being out in the wild and and um, experiencing family time uh in the woods and uh and then uh, as i got a little older had uncles that um took me uh, deer hunting and um man was i hooked uh by the time i was uh 17 or 18 i was i was out hunting by myself and uh mostly public land and um just private land that i had permission to hunt and um and it was it was really it was i, I taught i, I other than what my uncles taught me, which they, they instilled uh, a great desire uh, for for nature and, and, and outdoor activities and uh, especially deer hunting. And But outside of that, uh, most of uh, what I, I know and learned, I, I read a lot, uh, watched a lot of YouTube videos and um, just and, and talked to a lot of people and um, just learned as I, I, I've gone and, um, and now in my my thirties, I, I would say that I've had a, a decently successful uh, career in, uh, in deer hunting. And then within the last few years, I've gotten into to, uh, turkey hunting with Zach and, and our father-in-law and, um, and a few others. So um, it's really starting to fall in love with that. And uh, so looking, looking forward to gaining more experience in the turkey woods. So um, I'll turn it over to Zach now. Thanks. Thanks, John. Appreciate yeah. it. So my name is Zach Kyle. I'm also a co-founder of Backwoods Grind Coffee Company, and um, born and raised here in Central Mississippi. And uh, honestly, grew up as as long as I can remember. I've been hunting. I've been in a deer camp. Um, started off public land hunting uh, in Homochitta National Forest here in Mississippi. We uh, we would. It was a family affair. Everybody get together, four or five uh, trailers, park in semicircles on the on the public land, and we would all stay for our deer season starts the week before Thanksgiving, and we would stay the week of Thanksgiving and go home on that Saturday. So I grew up public land hunting, 
mainly over deer dogs. We didn't run deer dogs ourselves, but uh, we took advantage of the people that did. And that's, so that's uh, kind of my background. I didn't, so Jonathan, you know, he went to, to YouTube and learned how to hunt. And I grew up hunting. I mean, honestly, when, you know, these days, guys like you doing podcasts, there's so much knowledge out there. Um, and take something for like the wind, for example, hunting the wind, like a good wind for us was one that would dry the sweat off of us on the way to the stand. We didn't think <laughs> about hunting hunt the wind. That just, that never crossed our minds. Um, and so through the years I've, uh, I've learned my dad's a really good hunter. He is actually somebody that would not hunt known trails that dogs would run deer by. He would get on his hands and knees and get in thickets and, and kill great bucks so you know growing up he i guess it wasn't a known thing that you should bring you know we did not have ipads to bring to the woods we had game boys and such but he didn't get the memo to make it as fun for the kids as possible so i remember sitting all day morning to night to evening with my dad on public land hunting and i learned a lot from him he's definitely uh, has a lot of skill and he's killed a lot of good deer in his time. So I've definitely learned a lot from here, from him. Um, I've been moderately successful in the whitetail woods. Um, honestly, the, my favorite part of, of whitetail hunting is the camaraderie and, and being with, with family and friends. And, um, the last four or five years I've become obsessed with turkeys and that's my, that's my gig right now. Um, it's just an absolute blast. And, uh, so that's my addiction as of right now. As of the moment. And, and for everything I hear about Turkey hunting, I've had a couple episodes about it on the show and I don't know what the deal is, why I haven't gotten out yet for the love of Pete, it's gotta happen soon. But the level of interactivity that I hear about it seems to yeah. be the thing that makes it what it is to everybody that it's, it's such a great thing um, to have that. Whereas Absolutely. deer hunting, it's super stealthy and you got to be quiet and you got to be scent free. And turkey sounds a little bit different in that regard. Well, it's a, it's oh, a yeah. whole other ball game. You get to see uh, the woods at a different time of year. Springtime has a different smell, a different look, and, uh, and a different feel. And it's it's basically, um, it's like elk hunting. You get to, like you said, interact with the, the animal a lot more than you do uh, when you're deer hunting. Yeah, and that, God, I mean, no, so elk must be the best of both worlds. Big game yeah, with exactly. interactivity. <laughs> and yeah, and having the stealth combined with, yeah, man, that's got to be a whole other game. Um, well, that's good to go. I mean, so I like that, that you hunt public land and that you have and, and have private access at some point. Like that's, I'm a public land guy, so I, I tell people, you know, when I don't know something, I, I, I really shut my mouth. I, I get really like soft-spoken and quiet but when i'm you know when i do have some confidence around something you know i get a little bit more boisterous and public land is where that confidence lies because that's what i know that's what i've grown up hunting and you're right like i didn't have a game boy or an ipad or anything to bring into the woods and uh yeah i remember sitting in like literally negative 15 degree weather practically frozen to the tree stand starting to wonder if it was even safe to get down because I had no more dexterity because I lost the feeling in my hands. Um, that's not fun, but it's fun. I don't know why that is fun to yeah. us crazy ass white tail hunters. Everyone's like, why would you go see a tree in negative 15 degree weather? 
I don't know. I can't explain yeah. it. I don't have a good answer for you. Cause you're right. The couch does sound a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> We've never got to experience negative 15 here in the South, but, uh, you know, it, you know, 32 is pr- doing pretty good for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that's a nice so warm you, day here in Wisconsin. For you, were sure. saying the, you were saying, uh, you, you're big on uh, public land. Um, while we do have access to, uh, quite a bit of private land, Man, to us, success on on public land is is greater. Uh, it's a greater type of success. Um, for instance, last year with I went out with my longbow uh, the first weekend of of, uh, of deer season and saw I think five or six does, and that to me was successful <laughs> because uh, that's how I feel. So that's the same deer. way. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So it's it, it's a different kind of success. Um, and you know we we definitely uh, we get out out it's probably equal um private and public maybe even a little more public um we just there's just something about um public land and the success when you have a little bit of success it's uh exponentially better than than private land to us well and it, yeah. you know you bring up a good point Jonathan i think that if you don't feel success when you see when you have a close encounter public land could be really discouraging so you got to define success and uh, if that success is is the close encounter or uh and having an encounter with a with even a doe uh i think you will stay more motivated and uh enjoy public land a lot more yeah i i've had some access to public access to private land i've been doing some conservancy property hunting by putting some like you know, uh, entering some drawings and things like that. And that's been a really interesting way to have some more like quote unquote success, you know, depending on what that looks like for you. But for me this past season, it was success with um, encounters and encounters of the big kind that I've not really had before, um, which I think will breed more success because I got to learn a whole lot through those experiences of being a lot closer to those bigger, older bucks. But I tell you, you know, I've been, I've been, I really, I think, I've been drinking backwoods grind coffee now. I'll be honest because I can't lie to save my life. Uh, ask my wife. I can't lie at all, so I don't. But um, <laughs> it's been a while since I've refilled on it. And that being said, the aroma that comes with that first unboxing, I was so excited to try that, to try your coffee. The first blend that I got, we'll get into the blends later on, but um, I believe it was the the high noon uh, blend that you guys have. And it had such a distinct taste and i and i don't i don't know that i don't intend this to this is not going to come off bad but it it feels like your coffee has some real grit to it you know like Mm -hmm. this is the coffee drinkers coffee this is backwoods grind coffee this is the guys that are like you know getting after it and it's it's really going to wake you the f up um it certainly (laughs) did its job so we like we like to say um that our coffee is what you used to drink with your grandpa. Okay, that's, um, that's probably right in my experience. That's thank you. I'll let you go on. No, I, I didn't mean to, to jump in and interrupt, but um, it's it's something I'm I'm passionate about. Is we want to take people back to what they remember uh, when they hunted with their uh, spent time in the outdoors with their uh, grandpa, their their uncles, or aunts, or their family members, and coffee honestly store-bought coffee to us it's it's just not what it used to be and it's because it's mainly because it's mass-produced and it's it's stale 
but um and we can go off on a, a tangent about that but uh, we'll save it but so what our intention is is to uh when you drink our coffee to re- reminisce and remember um sitting sitting on your front porch and, and as a kid drinking your first sip of coffee yeah it was strong but it you'll never forget it and um we hope that drinking our coffee will bring you uh bring you back to that I think it definitely does. And my grandpa's one hell of a coffee drinker. I remember every time before <laughs> we'd have to brew a, a pot of coffee for him, you know? You want coffee? Yeah. This big voice. Of course. You know, big, frick, early man. Taught me how to swing an axe. No joke. Not like I'm painting some <laughs> cliche picture of a tall lumberjack drinking coffee, but um, to this day, I know how to I know how to split wood with an, a split an axe the right way. And for anyone that knows the right way, you know what I'm talking about. That's right. But... So how did you guys, when and how, how did you guys come up with this and what, what was that starting point like? Yeah. So me and Jonathan, um, we've been in business ventures before and, um, we were actually, I believe it was June of last year. Uh, we were sitting in a coffee shop talking about some business that we were already in. And uh, Jonathan just kind of out of the blue said, uh, you know, what do you think about starting a coffee company? And uh, I don't know if we really dug into the details there at the coffee shop, but when I got home, it really hit me. And um, it kind of, I thought back and we knew immediately we would brand it to the outdoor industry. And uh I couldn't help but go back to the times in Homachita and our pop-up camper, you know, waking up to the whistling tea kettle, boiling water, and uh, the smell of coffee. And I said, that's a that's a perfect fit for the outdoor industry. And so me and Jonathan just started digging into the details, and uh, within a month, uh, we launched it. Um, and uh, I guess the rest is history, as they say. We, uh, we got on the ball, and... Uh, Man, it don't seem like work. We just we're having a blast with it, and yeah, it just it's a blast. That's incredible. So one month after idea, you got to inception and, and hitting the market, and you know how long once you guys were kind of in the market, did you realize you had something great? Like was it was it pretty immediately like positive feedback? that created that loop to say, okay, we're good. Let's, let's keep her moving here. Um, what did that look like? Yeah. So, so uh, just, uh, go ahead. well, I was just going to say it wasn't immediate and you know, that's we, we've been busy and we're, we're thankful for the business and uh, we appreciate the support and it's been as busy as we could have imagined it. Um, but it's like everything you got to work at it. And um, yep. I, I don't really have a date for it or a, a time frame. Would you say a month, Jonathan? It was like this thing's really, this thing's really catching on. Yeah, it, I would say so. It was it was about five weeks from from uh, idea from me pitching it in that coffee shop to Zach. We hired a uh, hired a, somebody to help us with our, our logo and branding and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, after we we launched in early July 2018, and like the first week, and um, and then yeah, it was, it was probably August, maybe mid August, 
we were like, man, we're, I think we're, we're onto something. Um, people are relating to our brand. And we like to say that our, uh, the backwoods grind is more than coffee. It's, it's on our homepage. It's more than coffee. It's, it's a, uh, it's a way of life. I mean, and that's, that's whether you live in uh, South Louisiana, Mississippi, to Wisconsin, uh, West Virginia, to California, or anywhere in between. Um, people, when you say, uh, when you ask somebody if they know what the backwoods grind is, um, they can relate to it. It's uh, the day-to-day uh, working hard um, and spending, you know, working working your nine-to-five or, or uh, what, what have you um, throughout the week so you can spend your spare time in the outdoors. And um, it, whether you're sitting behind a desk or uh, working on a tractor, and so it's it's um yeah we feel like the people can really relate to the the brand and what we had to offer and um and of course yeah um in the backwoods everybody loves coffee so and on the that's wow. the brand side but the coffee side uh, you know it was, we knew we we had a great product we loved the taste um, but you know how that can be when it's your own, when it's your baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can I, you believe can me. Preference. I have my own baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then we started getting feedback from customers, and uh, and they were noticing a difference, and that was really rewarding for us, and just and motivated us even more. Right out of the gate, it seems like you guys really kind of honed in and focused on and made a priority of quality, and and that was the first impression I got, and even like down to the packaging. Um, obviously the brand and the logo, uh, you know, everything's just been so well, well executed. I, I, I'm a marketer by profession and now hobby through all of this stuff. Um, you know, so to, and, and I do logo design, right? So I, that's a, a big part of how I make a living on the side and your logo was thought out in such a way that you, maybe you knew this or maybe you didn't, but I'm assuming you did that. Look, on the screen here live, I have a sticker of it on my Yeti mug, which is now you guys were the first sticker to go on this thing. Actually, sorry, raised grain. <laughs> so um, you can tell because you're over the raised grain one. And this thing has now become branded with all of these outdoor companies that I, that I love. Big shout out to the working class bow hunter guys, speaking of working class, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it lives so well anywhere. And I have another sticker and I remember asking you guys, Hey, can you send me another sticker? Cause I have a huge, um, I can't think of the hell it's called right now, but a, a, a bigger thermo thermos of coffee. And it looks great on there. Cause it's got this, it's like a green thermos and your colors play so well with all the outdoor colors and everything is contained inside that sticker, this Brown sticker. And you can see it in the corner of the screen too. And it just, man, it's so well executed, you know, and it, and it embodies the feeling of what you're talking about. So just that all by itself, not, not even going into the disciples you have now, just pumping your brand out everywhere with stickers like that on their coffee mugs all across the internet, throughout Instagram, all these brand ambassadors. I don't know if that's what you actually call them, but it's super impressive. Thank you, man. That, that really does mean a lot coming from somebody that, that does uh, marketing and design work. And, um, you know, that's, that's really what we, we strove for in the beginning. That's, that's the, um, the paramount thing. I told Zach, like number one is quality. We want, um, we want to have a quality brand and also a quality product uh, to, to back the brand. So, you know, it, it, that was 
absolute number uh top for us i mean we we um we went around um and uh, around and around discussing ideas and, and make just to make sure spent a lot of time to make sure that um we were ha- we had and, and produced the quality that we wanted and um and it's it's nice to to hear those words from you because it does mean a lot to us we don't we don't take that lightly no, that's well, cool. And so anybody listening, by the way, there is a code on the screen. And and if you're hearing this later on when it's in podcast form, the code will be good, but it's going to get you 10% off. I just want to put this out there. I guess I didn't put 10% off. I should have. Um, too busy trying to go quick. But if you use the code WTHPODCAST, the number one, you're going to get 10% off of uh, a coffee of your choice. And, and maybe that, that's a good um, segue to... to pivot into some of the actual blends that you guys have and maybe what some of those flavors are like. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my bad there. I should have did the, uh, the W2. Uh, oh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> but, but yeah, that regardless, that discount code will get you 10% off, um, on your, your, your coffee of choice. So, um, so where, where would you like to start? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that question for you. Uh, we we started out with three uh, blends in the very beginning. We wanted a light roast, a medium roast, and a dark roast to get us started. And um, so we started out, and we, we branded them as Sunrise, a light roast, uh, High Noon as the medium roast, and Sunset as the dark roast. Kind of a play on words there. And um, and they, sometimes we do ask, you know, we do get the question, what, is your Sunrise the breakfast roast? And um, the answer is yes. If you like white roast at breakfast time, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but, so yeah. It's, uh, so the, we have sunrise behind you and the uh, the sunset, and, and the, those three are blends. And um, the sunrise is a blend of black tamale and Ethiopian, and that's uh, Ethiopian here in the chef. Um, they're they're roasted black. And our, we've we've come to find that our market, um, uh, the outdoor community, it seems uh, at least our reporting is showing that they're like a, a little bit darker uh, roast. So that light roast is is a little bit darker than light. So it's not it's not extremely light, but um, it's roasted to uh, showcase the the subtle uh, quality of of the uh, the African things that we have there and. Um, all of our beans are 100% Arabica uh, coffee beans. They are um, they they rank uh, uh, in in the upper 80s on the uh, the Specialty Coffee Association scale. So um, these are specialty coffee beans that we use. We, there's no uh, robusta, which is a, uh, a lower quality coffee that's uh, used in um, in uh, mass produced coffees. Uh, there are there's good robusta beans, but the um, the arabica is the is the higher quality being there, and the sunrise is um, it has a, a candied lime, cherry, and, and blueberry whatever notes to it, and um, and we it, it's amazing when you open that that bag of sunrise, you can literally smell most people smell the blueberry, and uh, that's even to the um, that's even to people that. Uh, are not used to smelling coffee um, uh, or smelling the, the different notes in coffee, I might say. Um, I think everybody's used to smelling coffee. But um, but when they open that bag, they can smell 
the, the blueberry notes in that coffee, and um, and it's it's a really good cup. So our our high noon is uh, it's our medium. This is our first medium roast. Uh, it's a blend of Colombian and Brazilian beans, and um, it was it was our most popular in the beginning until we came out with uh, three new blends, uh, three new roasts. I'll get into those in a second, but um, well, real, real quick, this is the yeah. tricky part about doing a live call-in show. Yeah. We do have a mm-hmm. caller, Sam out of Wisconsin. So cool. we'll put a bookmark there. We'll bring Sam into the call. Um, yeah. Sam, you're live on the Where to Hunt podcast. How you doing? Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, Sam, it's going good. You- so, so good to hear your voice, Sam. Oh, yours yours sounds better to my ears than mine probably does yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling in. I you got some to questions call for I don't know so much as a question. I just wanted to give mad props to you guys. Fantastic coffee. Um, in fact, I just had my dad spend the night. Uh, he had taken care of our kids over the weekend while we were bustling around for uh, some some activities that we never get to do anymore now that we've got little ones running around. and. Um, he tried some of our coffee while we slept in the following morning and he complimented the heck out of it. And, uh, I was pretty proud to tell him exactly what it was all about. The one thing that he said was that's a fuller, uh, what did he say? Like, a um, fuller flavored coffee or something like that. And he, I I didn't know what he meant by that. He said, well, he said, it's kind of got like a buttery taste, but it's, you know, it's a little, it's, it's bold and it lasts. And, uh, I don't, I, I love coffee. I mean, you know that, but I, I don't know how to talk coffee language as much as my dad does, but boy, he was sure happy about it. So anyways, expect a big order coming awesome. in here pretty soon from me. Man. Yeah. You appreciate that. that. Use that code. You bet. And then, uh, we actually got another buddy that picked me up from an airport. I was sitting at for nine and a half hours while two flights got canceled yesterday. Jeez. He came over last night and we we're tired. Mm-hmm. And rather than sucking beers down, because we both had to work the next day, uh, we had coffee. And I shared with him the Sunset blend, and boy, he liked that. So now uh, I got another guy I got to order coffee for. And, uh, man, I don't know. I just wanted to say hi and, and let you know I love the stuff. We appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate it Sam. Thanks for calling in, Sam. That's uh, awesome. You bet. I won't keep you. I'm going to get off and, and carry on listening to you, but... Thanks for taking the call, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Thanks, man. See, like, if I can uh, say this right quick, this is what we're all about. This, <laughs> it blows me away. Um, I'm still, um, I guess, gullible. I don't know if that's the term, but just humble, maybe. How, um, you're humble, yes, definitely. You're, you're, you're definitely better with words than I am, Eric. But I'm, we're definitely humbled that. Somebody uh, across the nation is enjoying our coffee. Um, when we when we get pictures from Instagram followers and, and customers, it's just it, it blows our minds, and we're definitely humbled uh, humbled by it. So that's awesome. There was a, there was a YouTube video. I think it was a YouTube video. I don't know if you guys shared it. If one of your um, you know fans shared it, but it was a kid. And he did a blind taste test with his parents of your coffee. You guys yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. And one of our brands. Yeah, and and they like 
they they I think they really liked yours best. And it was a really cool video that he did. Like, what a great thing. So you have these people that are just but that must be such a great feeling to to put something out in the world and have it be so positively received. Um, I told the story my dad liking the coffee. Let's just say to sum it up that he said it smells really strong. And there's a couple things in <laughs> life that you can tell are good because they smell strong. Um, you know, but I brought it to hunt camp this, this last November to, you know, with all my buddies for gun hunting here in Wisconsin. And, you know, I shared it with everybody and, and everyone really loved it for the same reasons that, that Sam had said that it does have a fuller taste. And to me specifically, you said it best when you said this is the kind of coffee that, you know, your grandpa would have drank and, and um, or drunk or drank. See, I'm not good with grammar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, actually, I'm double fisting here. I got I got coffee and scotch. Uh, I couldn't oh. pick. And I do something really interesting with your coffee and every coffee. I I bulletproof it. And, yep. you know, I, I know that there's other coffee companies that, seem to have a niche in the hunting industry. Um, I don't know their names, but I see others kind of, you know, showing it off and talking about it and, and this and that. And there's one where I think you can like brew it in the outdoors basically with, you know, some filter that goes over your cup to do a drip thing. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, that's less about the coffee than it is the process maybe. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. And the bulletproof thing is, I don't know. My wife thing is, thinks it's placebo, but I add, a certain type of butter to my coffee or ghee. And then I also add um, a medium chain triglyceride and MCT oil. It, oh, wow. It gets me pretty focused. I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We've, um, we have other customers who have, have said they, they've tried that and uh, tried it that way. And they really like it. I think um, the, the um, Bowhunter Chronicles podcast He's a big bulletproofer too. I'll put his logo on the screen here, but in any event, I'll let you get back. You were describing some of the flavors and I like to use the word notes to describe like some of the scents that come from it. And, um, you know, as you were describing that, what I did is I'm sharing a, a, a screen grab of your website as you're kind of walking through some of that stuff. So um, I forget what blend you were on when we left off. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking about the high noon. It's a it's our medium medium dark roast, and um, it it has uh, spice notes of of vanilla and caramel aromas. Um, and it's it like I said, it was it was our uh, most popular at one time, and it's still neck and neck with our current most popular. And um, I'll, I'll get there in a second, but we. The next in line was our sunset, um, and it's a dark roast. And again, those are play on words. But um, the sunset is a Honduran and Guatemalan bean, and uh, they're they're blended fifty fifty. All of our blends are are fifty fifty, and um, you know we, we like to keep it simple around here. But uh, it, this um, this blend is is dark roasted, and um, it's it has bold and smoky notes to it. It, it has a, it's followed by cinnamon and dark chocolate aftertaste. And um, now my wife, she, uh, she said, she'll, she'll, she doesn't taste uh, the notes in the coffee. She just said, this is good coffee. This is bad coffee and, and so forth. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I had to uh, point out the little subtleties there. And it, it, these, when we say notes, we're not necessarily 
saying that when you open the bag or drink the cup that you're actually going to taste chocolate, chocolate coffee or cinnamon coffee. It's, um, the notes are, are subtle uh, hints of, of these aromas and, and taste uh, in the coffee. So I just wanted to clarify that there. Um, when, you, when you order the coffee, um, don't expect to get blueberry coffee in the sunrise. <laughs> it's, it's very subtle, but it's there. Um, so then, um, so after a few months, uh, we decided that we wanted to offer uh, a few single origin options um, aside from our, our blends and kind of round out our offering. And um, so we went with a um, with a, uh, a Costa Rican bean, and uh, it's a, a medium roasted bean, and uh, it it's quickly becoming our most popular uh, option. Uh, and it's it's actually what we sell uh, to our wholesale um, accounts, such as restaurants and uh, cafes. And, and that's the camp house. Is that is it, did I get yeah. that right? Or did I, yeah, okay, that's what yep, I thought. That's right. It's, it's the camp house. It's, there again, it's it's a play on words. Um, it's our house roast, and uh, it's definitely uh, if you pulled everybody on the backwoods grind family in the backwoods grind family. Our uh, team members and family members, they would probably say that the camp house is their favorite. Um, and it's um, it's actually it's it's roasted medium dark again, and um, it has notes of uh, red apple, roasted almond, and cane sugar. And um, it's it's very very good. Um, and that one to me, the roasted almond really jumps out at me uh, when I'm drinking that, and it's the aftertaste is just amazing so um then we wanted to add another um going back to our community the the hunting community um the uh, it's it, it seems to us that the hunting community really likes a, a darker or medium darker roast coffee so we wanted to add another uh dark roast option in there so we went with a, a peruvian bean and um it's um we called it fireside and it has um, it, it's roasted dark, and it uh, has notes of walnut, chocolate, and raisin, and it actually finishes with a, a smoky finish. And um, it's as a matter of fact, that's exactly what I'm drinking right now. And um, so it's 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 really really uh, a good coffee, good good dark roast. And um, then last but certainly not least is uh, <laughs> we wanted to come out with a, a decaf option. And um, we we know that we, we actually got a lot of requests for this early on, and um, until we finally did come out with it, we uh, we we got a, a Colombian decaf bean, and um, it's actually it goes through a sugar cane process, so it's it's um, all natural processed uh, to remove the, the the caffeine from it, and um, and it's ninety seven percent caffeine free. Um, then we roast it medium dark also, and um, it has notes of cherry, citrus, and coconut uh, caramel. And it's it has a, a, a sweet taste from that going through that sugar cane process. It's um, it's really it's a, a unique coffee, but I can guarantee you that you've never had a. a and I'm uh, I'm pretty I try to be modest, but I'm, I'm pretty uh, I'm really trying to push the, this uh, decaf because I, I feel like if people 
would would taste it. They would like it. Um, it's it, it's like no other decaf on the market, and um, we actually call that nightcap. Um, and again, play on words. Um, you can drink it late at night and and not be up all night, and um, because it's a decaf. But I guarantee you, um, you like the decaf if uh, if you've if you've had um, decaf from from a store uh, that's processed in a different way. And it a lot of times extracts the, the flavor uh, along with the caffeine. And it's just, there's no comparison. I guarantee you that. That's good to know. I mean, all of this coffee talk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If At this point, you're listening and you you have decided to not do anything about this coffee. Um, I would be impressed at your willpower because I'm, <laughs> I'm a... I'm a huge coffee guy. I'm I'm like I'm sure there's people that are more obsessed than me, but I'm I'm pretty far up in that list. Like I really enjoy my French press. You know, I really enjoy coffee at all times of the day. <laughs> I uh it's just so good and and the flavors and aromas and the notes that you guys bring into this with the aftertaste and the description that you're using to talk about it. Um I mean if you could drool over coffee, you ought to be at this point by now. It's, and, and I can speak from experience. It's super good. You know, it really, it really is that fuller taste. I, I really want to try the, um, the camp, campfire, the, the, the home blend one that you just talked about. Yeah. Um, camp house. Yeah. Thank you. I was saying campfire and home. And I was getting myself confused. So <laughs> do you guys, so I drink, I drink a shit ton of coffee. Um, I, I am becoming a creature of habit and my habit in, involves me getting up really early and it just so happens that our kitchen is directly below our master bedroom. So I have this really fun coffee maker now. It's the Ninja coffee maker. And, you know, this is nothing new. You can set your coffee to brew in the morning. So I do that. I do the delay timer or whatever, and it, it goes off, you know, at, at five. And then that's, that's what motivates me to get out of bed is when I smell that coffee brewing in the morning, I'm actually like, okay, my coffee's brewed. Now I need to get up. Um, do you guys have bigger bags or is that something that you're planning on rolling out in the near, in the near to, you know, foreseeable future? We, we have discussed that and on um, the spot. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's fine. Um, and the the thing about the twelve ounce bags is unless you're unless you're buying a whole bean, it's difficult to keep keep it fresh for a longer period of time. And it, okay. it goes back to us um, trying to maintain the quality. If uh, once you grind coffee, it has it, it dramatically decreases the shelf life. And um, and not now. What we will say is that our coffee is is roasted and. Uh, we don't grind it until the order is placed. And um, once the order is placed, we, we'll grind it, put it in, in a bag specific to your order, and uh, then ship it out. So you're when you get coffee from us, it's literally it was literally ground a, a couple of days prior. Uh, and so it's very fresh. But with that said, unless you're buying whole beans, it is difficult to, to maintain the freshness. So um, – and we haven't really discussed the details on uh, on, on bringing to market uh, larger bags, but um, I'm I'm the one who's really like adamant about the uh, 
the quality and the freshness. Freshness, of course, Zach is is on board with that 100. percent But um, I'm almost annoyingly so um, because I I want to I want us to maintain it. And um, I would say that it would probably order that we'd probably offer something whole bean maybe in a, in a higher uh, in, in in higher quantity. But um, there again, we have that's something for us to, to discuss, but <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. And that's, that's why I apologize for an end spot there, but so it's yeah. good to know, like if you, if you get whole bean, like I do have a coffee grinder. So, um, yeah. most often I am buying whole bean coffee and then grinding it up for that cup in a French press. That's what I'll do mm-hmm. to like treat myself. <laughs> I'm when yeah. I have yeah. time, but in the morning it's like, you know, I can barely keep, you know, both eyes open and I'm like bumping into things until I have that coffee. So, you know, for that portion of my day, having it brew automatically or whatever is, is great. And I could obviously yeah. do some of that you know, at night maybe, but it, right. it's interesting. I mean, that's a good way to at least capture some of the, the flavor. It's really good to know. I did not, I don't even think I knew that you guys do it that way as an on-demand kind of ordering system that you're grinding it upon or receiving that order. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that others do that. You know, I read the, the bulletproof diet book that talks about their coffee and that guy's an extremist in some cases, but he yeah. talks about like, sure. he talks about microtoxins and mold and, and things of that nature due to the, the, mm-hmm. how long coffee sits on the shelves, you know? So yeah. it, at some point it matters. I don't know that it matters that much. Right. Yeah. You, uh, I wouldn't, I'm not that, um, detail i'm not the, the scientist that he is but um i do know i do know you're uh, what you're talking about but yeah I, I mean our again our coffee is uh it's roasted and um so currently just a little bit about our setup uh, i don't mind being transparent uh, with you we're uh again we're we're southern guys and uh we have we've this is a startup company and we um we don't mind sharing with the world what we do on a day-to-day basis. And so currently I roast the coffee at my house. Um, we have a, uh, we have a, uh, a craft, I mean, a, uh, a San Franciscan, uh, roaster. That's, it's a really an artisan type deal. And it's, it's a, a beautiful piece of machinery. There's pictures on our Instagram. Uh, yeah. Post one when you get the chance video. on the comments of yeah. the, of the live video, not maybe not during this call, but certainly when we're done yeah. for sure, because I've seen it because I follow you guys. I'm in tune with the brand. I get the emails, things of that nature. And it's a super cool looking thing. Like it makes it that much yeah. more authentic to me. Um, so I give all of the credit to uh, to Zach on that. He did a tremendous amount of research in, in finding the best roaster. And um, we went out to, to North Carolina and, and trained um, and, and we got education on, on the, the roasting process on our specific machine. Um, and, um, uh, so we got that in and I mean, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's a beautiful machine. It's, it's, um, it's a work of art, but, um, so I roast the, the coffee there in very in small batches and, um, and then I'll, I'll package it up and, uh, seal it up and send it to Zach, uh, who, who lives an hour away from me. And, um, then he has the commercial grinder at his house and, uh, he, when the order comes in and I mean, like our coffee is literally roasted just a, a day or two before the orders come in. So we're, we're not uh, bulk roasting and, um, and it's sitting in a, in a warehouse somewhere. We, um, it, it's literally days, uh, days roasted. And so, 
um, he, he, he takes each order and, and grinds it. However, the customer specifies and, um, and are having the customer chooses and, uh, and he packages it up and, and ships it out. So he does all of the, the fulfillment and, um, and I, I do the roasting and everything on, on that end. So it's, uh, it's a two, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, um, and in the beginning it was, um, uh, it was a little difficult to, to try to, to get the logistics down and make sure that, uh, we had enough coffee to supply orders, but not too much that is sitting, uh, for too long a period of time. So, um, we've, we've, we're really hit a, a sweet spot now and, um, and we, we just kind of have to, uh, go with the, go with the flow. Now, are you guys doing this full time uh, yet? Or is, is this still on the, is this still a side grind? I say grind instead of hustle for a reason, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Zach. I'll let you talk. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's part time for now. Um, uh, the goal is to go full time, but, um, as of right now, we are, we are part time or I'll say that we still have day jobs as well. We put in a lot of time in the business. Uh, I mean, and Jonathan roasts in six pound batches and, uh, yeah. for the quantity that we're selling, he, he spends a lot of time on the roaster, but that's just a part of the, the quality that we're yeah. worried about. We want to keep it top top of the line it's actually uh we would be considered a, a micro roaster or a small batch roaster staying with on under that six pound limit because you have more control of the quality of the bean when you're working with six pounds rather than 50 pounds or whatever would be an industrial size machine interesting your house must just smell incredible all the time yeah you know uh, well Zach does and uh yeah <laughs> Mine actually smells. Uh, mine smells good after uh, the next day after the roast, and that's because there's a chaff on that bean that is uh, burnt. It's literally burnt off, or not, it's cooked off. And yep. um, so, so it, it really smells like burnt popcorn. And um, so while while the, the roasting is going on, it uh, it smells like burnt popcorn. But after after, like I said, the next day, yeah, it's smelling pretty heavenly. But um, Zach's house, where the grinding takes place, you know, the grinding of the oh, geez, and, yeah, that's just lighting it up. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's a double pleasure to to have an order come in and then then I get the privilege of grinding it and uh, <laughs> getting to smell it all over again. No so, doubt. Yeah. Holy crap. So the fact that you guys are doing this on the side is mind blowing. I do, I have my day job, um, which is fine. You know, it, it, you got to have insurances in this day and age and, and you got to pay the bills, take sure. care of the family. But on the side, I'm building this brand and, and an app and, and, um, you know, other thing, we just kicked off another entity. And then additionally, I do graphic design and logo design on the side. And, all of those things combined are a whole entire another day job that I try to fit in. And so you guys are doing a seamless job. I never would have realized or thought that that is indeed the case based on how well you respond via social media. You guys are, are like on, you're on point. Um, the way that you do your email communicate, everything is just so, so well done. And, you guys are truly, you've got to be drinking a lot of coffee. <laughs> you Absolutely. You're, you're getting All high and you're on supply over there. Absolutely. I, uh, the previous business that, uh, that Zach um, mentioned, we were, we did digital marketing. Um, so we're, we're both really into, into the tech, uh, 
industry, you know, and in, in the in the tech, you know, and we have processes in place that allow us to uh, to take care of our customers that way with the software that we use and, um, and ticketing software and stuff like that. And yeah, we, that's that's another thing we we wanted our brand to be on point. We wanted everything to be uh, quality, including customer service. My uh, my experience um, is uh, is in customer service from retail all the way up uh, all the way to uh, I mean restaurants uh, and and now I currently work in software support. So it's um that's my my, my day job and and again and Zach also I mean it's it, that's one thing that we wanted to be sure that we had was great customer service and if anybody uh, feels otherwise we're we're definitely uh, we want to hear from you and um, we'll make a change and make sure it's right. And I'll add, Eric, I mean, you sound super busy and uh, having a partner's, uh, it can have its difficulties, but uh, I think without me and him fitting, fitting the pieces where the other one is not as fluent, it works out really well. And and we were just a, you know, a great partnership. If I can say, Jonathan, I rely heavily on Jonathan and I would hope he could say the same for me. Definitely, 100%. A uh, little backstory, I think I, I told Eric before the call, but uh, Zach and I married uh, sisters, and uh, and so we, uh, I think Zach's, Zach married, I married my wife nine years ago, and Zach married his seven, and uh, we quickly became best friends, and uh, and it's, so when I when I thought about uh, going into business, I, he was definitely the first one uh, that came to mind, and it, it, I can definitely say the same. I mean, there's, it's, um, there, um, we're, we're like brothers, literally. Uh, I mean, I, literally. I, I don't say that yeah. lightly. We, um, we're, I mean, we, we, we disagree a lot and we always, I say a lot. There are times <laughs> that we do disagree, but we challenge always, each other. we work through it. Definitely. We challenge each other, work through it. And we always come out to a better decision that would have been than what would have been made before uh, or, or on our own. And um, so we can honestly say that, that it's, uh, it's definitely been a blessing for us to work together. Um, anyway, I'm not goodness, I'm sounding sappy, man. We gotta, we gotta well, good on. job on, on, on getting the years right. You must have written that down, thinking maybe your guys' wives are listening. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a couple of buddies that listen to the show and they'll be happy to hear that you guys married sisters. You're going to have a couple other coffee drinkers buying your stuff in a couple of days. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident of that oh. just for that reason alone, there, there's going to be some attachment to you there. Um, let's, let's wrap up with um, if, if you could share your most memorable hunt and in, in the, in the history of your hunting, um, I don't know. Pick whoever wants to go first, but I, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah. So, um, it, it's a difficult, I have to pick whitetail or Turkey, but since it's spring, I'll say, um, Turkey hunting. Um, I got into Turkey hunting four years ago and, um, I, I had an old Remington 1100 that my grandfather gave to me. And, um, it's a two and three quarter inch shot shell. It's not really a turkey gun, but I said, I'm going to go turkey hunting. I go and buy a Primo's mouth call, practice on it a little bit. And, um, and kind of a back story, my, this gun belonged to my, 
my grandfather's son, my uncle, who passed away when he was around 40 years old. And um, so I go to public land, never, never turkey hunted before in my life, have never seen a turkey in this spot. I think I had scouted it for deer one time. And I walk about three quarters of a mile down a road and take out my mouth call, yelp on it, nothing. So I say, well, let me just walk a little further. I go about a quarter mile more and yelp again, and a turkey hammers off about 100 yards to my left. Um, and for people that, that are not familiar with turkey hunting, and especially public land turkey hunting, um, and then to stack on top of that first time out hunting turkeys, it, it's just unbelievable to get a turkey to gobble, um, mm-hmm. much less um, get a close encounter. So um, I picked out a tree. I didn't have a turkey vest. I brought a backpack um, because I didn't have a turkey vest. And I put my cushion on the tree and uh, yelped again. And he answered me. Um, No knowledge of what I should be doing, but I was just kind (laughs) of playing it as I went. And uh, before long, he comes tipping through the woods about 40 yards away. And he gets behind a tree when he gets a little closer to me. And, uh, he, uh, he goes into a half strut and, um, and then he sticks that head out and, um, at about 25 yards, I I nail him and, uh, kill my first turkey on my first hunt ever on public land. And it happens to be about a mile from where my uncle's buried. Um, who's going crap. Yeah. It was just an unbelievable experience. I got to, I was standing on the turkey's head and pulled out my cell phone and called my grandpa and told him I had just killed a turkey uh, with my Uncle Mark shotgun. And it was, uh, it was a pretty amazing experience. And uh, I wish I could say I've had a lot of luck like that since, but I used it all up on that first time. <laughs> That's a really well, memorable I, I, hunt. That, th- thank you for I, sharing that story. That's really something, man. Zach called me after that hunt and told me that story. And I'm telling you, I, I have chills right now hearing that story. I still get chills every time I hear it. It's uh, an amazing story. Wow. What's your story? It's definitely not. Uh, it's, it's not chill. You're, like, you're like, well, now I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gone first. No, hey, um, that's <laughs> I would say that my most memorable, maybe not my most, uh, well, I I don't know. It's really difficult to to choose the most memorable hunt, but uh, one that really stands out in my mind is um, Zach and I, we have, uh, I I didn't share this, but our sisters have two other sisters. There's a total of four girls. And um, the other two sisters um, are the only the only two that had uh, boys in the family. So we have two nephews and um, we, we take them out every chance we get and uh, have a lot of fun. But uh, the oldest is, uh, his name is Tyler and um, he's 14, I believe this year. Oh, he's going to kill me because I forgot how old he is, but it, it, it's going by so fast. But we, um, a few years ago, well, starting back, I don't know, been quite a few years ago, we, we uh, started hunting together and we, set out to uh, get a deer together. He had already killed uh, one or two um, by the time that we uh, we got one together. But we were hunting behind the house uh, on the, uh, my father-in-law, our father-in-law's farm. And uh, 
in a lean-to uh, deer stand, and and um, a little uh, eight-pointer stepped out. I say little man. He looked. He could have been a 200-incher um, as fast as our hearts were, were pumping when he stepped out. And um, anyway, experiencing that hunt with him and him actually um, taking that deer and. Uh, us blood trailing it. Zach came out and uh, Zach's dad and uh, our father-in-law, and uh, we we blood trailed that deer uh, just I don't know not even 50 yards, but the whole experience was just it was amazing. And to celebrate the the success of a hunt with somebody that you've uh, you've taken hunting, I, I definitely didn't teach him uh, near about. Um, uh, I mean his his grandpa has taught him most of what he knows about hunting, but um, just being able to experience uh, that with him, um, our, our first deer together, and um, it was it was it was pretty amazing, pretty spectacular. So I would say that's probably one of my most uh, memorable hunts um, with my, my buddy Tyler. That's a common theme hearing it that way. You know, like some of my most memorable hunts, in fact, stand out pretty readily when I think back to the people that I've gotten into hunting and thinking about their success over mine and to be a part of that and help facilitate it um, has a special place in my memory, you know, that's in my heart. There's something about that. And especially like, it's interesting that your wives are two of four. I have one daughter. We find out the gender of our, our new baby on the way tomorrow. So big news tomorrow as to whether or not I'll have a a, a boy or a girl, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. so. so interesting fact, uh, I said that our the two other sisters had uh, the only ones that had boys. Well, Zach and I both uh, have two girls, um, uh, and one of uh, our youngest. They are two weeks apart. So um, anyway, it's 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 been a fun fun life so far but uh yeah so yeah we're in the we're in the uh the corner man we're we're cheering for for you another girl <laughs> well, you know, so my, my my real good friend joel who listened to us at some point he's one of my he's one of my you know good buddies he's the best man at my wedding and he's got two daughters and yep. uh another buddy of ours has three daughters and we're out fishing last summer he's like geez between the between the two of us we have five daughters you know, like five girls. And yeah. it's so funny. I remember because my daughter is going to be two in September and I'll air this out. Like it's all good. But essentially we went to me and my wife and I went to get lunch and we got an envelope of, you know, the gender of our daughter. And I really wanted a boy that that's what I wanted. You no, know, for sure. obvious reasons, yeah. the guy, you know, um, sure. we open it up and it's a girl. And I, I literally was, I said, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're in trouble man right but you know what it's so interesting because i you know how it goes like i actually couldn't imagine it any other way now and and absolutely best thing in the world man so i i i definitely welcome another little lady into my life and the one i have is she's nuts man she's uh people <laughs> think i talk and i'm hyper and i'm actually like regulating my rate of speech right now um <laughs> she's insane so it, it's gonna be really interesting to see her grow uh, to her person and herself it, it'll be a fun a fun ride anyways it's topical right? awesome. thanks for hearing me out yeah, the fact that you guys <laughs> yeah so like uh, zach's youngest is two years older than than i mean two 
two weeks older than mine. And uh, when they found out and, and called us, uh, we were actually on vacation, and uh, they told us they were having another girl. I, I sighed a huge sigh of relief because I didn't have to. At that time, I was like, oh, I don't have to feel the pressure to uh, to have a boy. And because and, and, we wanted, <laughs> obviously, we want our kids our kids and uh, their kids to all be best friends and hunt and fish and, 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 uh, have a good old time together and growing, growing up. But, um, yeah, I was like, Oh man, he took the, the pressure off of me now. So, and then well, ended you up got three or four more drives in you. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I was oh, telling man. Zach last night. So my, uh, Zach, Zach is Zach's daughter is, uh, is much taller than, than, uh, my youngest. And, uh, I was telling them the other night that, that my, uh, my youngest, Anna Kate, she, um, I told her, I said, I know in full well that she couldn't turn off, turn the light on. Um, and she, she, man, she's two years old and, and tiny. And I said, uh, I said, Anna Kate, go turn the light on for daddy. And, uh, she's like, daddy, you know, I can't turn the light on. <laughs> and, uh, she said, but, and, and Zach's, Zach's daughter's name is Myla. And uh, she said, but Myla can turn the light on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and so it oh, Already comparing. Yeah. 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 Holy so, cow. Anyway. All you dads out there. Ay, ay, ay. Well, hey, guys, you know, thank, thanks so much for taking time out of your very busy days working a job and a side job and running an outstanding company that's fueling America and, and helping us with our grind or our side grind, whatever you want to call it. Um, certainly has helped me a whole lot bring the show to everyone that's listening and I really appreciate it. Why don't we just quickly share where people can find you guys? Um, if not for the code and I shared the link in, in the comment section here, but this will live on in podcast land soon. So if you want to just, um, you know, let everyone know where they can get in touch and, and, you know, try some of the coffee. Sure. Um, as we as I said earlier, we like to keep it simple. So our website is simply backwards grind backwoodsgrind.com and um, and you can find us on Instagram at backwoodsgrind uh, backwoodsgrind coffee add, add coffee on the end there backwoodsgrind we're on Twitter at backwoodsgrind and then um, Facebook you can search for backwoodsgrind coffee company and uh, we should show up there near the top if not let me know because I need to do some tweaking on the, the stuff yeah. there so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I did share some of the website content as we were recording here. So for those listening on the podcast, if you want to see some more of, of the live show, feel free. But otherwise, just go check them out, right? And, and you're on all the social channels that one would expect to find anybody in today's day and age from your mobile device. So again, fellas, thanks so much. I'm going to go ahead and end the live recording. Thanks, everybody that tuned in today. And uh, thanks, Sam, for calling in from Wisconsin. Thanks, Eric. All right. Thanks. Tip of the week. If you made it this far, thank you. If you made it this far and you've never reviewed or provided feedback for the Where to Hunt podcast, boy, it'd sure be great if you'd consider doing that. Uh, tip of the week, less about deer hunting, although most of my tips can convert into any walk of life, specifically and especially deer hunting. However, um, <laughs> I just had seen a, uh, a post on Facebook from someone that I follow and every week they, they ask a question and their question was, what is one of your biggest pet peeves that you silently judge people for? Um, 
so I, I, I bit and I, and I responded and this isn't even one that I silently judge people for. This is one that I openly judge people for and will call you out on it. And so, because it's relevant to my thought process, I figured I'd share that one. And really that tip is don't complain. If you're complaining, stop, have some self-awareness to realize you've just made a complaint and you can either do something about it, right? And change that reality and stop complaining about that situation, thing, event, whatever, or accept that that is your reality and stop complaining. And then what I mean by accept is not just settle. I just mean like that is, if that's your reality, accept that as your reality and, and your perspective will change. Um, maybe you own up to that thing, that job, that whatever it is, but complaining will get you nowhere. And no one likes to hear about people complaining. I'm basically complaining about people who complain. My tip of the week this week is if you know someone who complains, call them out on it and um, implore them to change it or accept it. And if you're one of those people, look in the mirror and have a, have a difficult conversation with yourself. So I, I say it in relating is related to hunting in that, you know, there are some people that do complain about public land. It's too crowded. It's a pain in the ass. I can't find access. I have to walk this far. I have to cross this river. I have to do these things. I can't find a parking spot. I have to, I can't use a four wheeler. Um, the list goes on. We've heard it all. And, and even people with private land, I'm sure there's some complaints there too. I have to drive this far to get to my, you better check yourself um, and realize that both of those things are certainly a privilege. Um, especially to me as a public land hunter, public land is a privilege and one that I hope that we're all very grateful for because if it was not around and if it ever goes away, now that would be something to complain about. <laughs> um, that being said, an ask on the piggyback of that um, tip is there's someone that um, I really admire as a business owner and someone that I think has built a great product in the hunting space digitally our tracts it's o-u-r-t-r-a-c-t-s.com um, there's somewhere in between owning or leasing land and or accessing public property they're right in the middle as to you can pay to play on public land um, i'm sorry private land so you get public access to private land for a super affordable price i've seen the model elsewhere and um, i think it's very interesting our track specifically, I love what they're doing. So my ask is if you know someone who owns land or um, you are a landowner in this state of Wisconsin or somewhere in the Midwest or anywhere for that matter, um, but I'm asking for Wisconsin because that's where I live and I'm being selfish. So right now there is no property to access on that platform in Wisconsin and that's where the ask comes in. So if you know anybody there, uh, reach out to me and I can get you in touch with those fellows over there and see about making some extra income if you're a property owner. And the benefit to us as hunters is that we might have access to some more property at a price that we can afford. That's my tip of the week and a selfish ask, a couple of them, because I always ask for reviews and ratings. In any event, um, no kickback for me there, just me being selfish and wanting access to more hunting land. So thanks so much for tuning into the show. Everybody have a great day and hunt public.